0: You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, good morning, church. I hope this is finding you encouraged and just having a great week, Uh, having had a great week, and I pray that you have another wonderful week. Uh, We're just going to get started right away. Um, We don't have any new things to talk about except everything that we've talked about in this lesson. What the Lord, and and I love this about walking with the Spirit of God and being led by the Spirit of God. Galatians 5.25, if we live by the Spirit, then be in step with the Spirit. We talked about that last week and we get to live in that. And so church decisions are made through that filter, and I love that. They're made from that place, from that solid ground. And so I love that because I love that the direction that the Lord has for us, the updates on where we are, on when we're gathering together, all of that is held in the Word that the Lord brings each and every week. I love that. I love that the Lord is just speaking and revealing to us new truths about who He is and what He's doing in our lives and in our communities and that we get to just walk alongside and we get to live with the Spirit and be in step with the Spirit and that is just so encouraging, it's so exciting and so any announcements that I have about the questions that I know are on your hearts, they'll be answered in this. I can't give specifics just yet but the Lord has, the Lord has some encouraging words and I pray that you receive them. Um, Exactly for what they are this morning, and so we're going to jump right in. Again, I've got, I've got a lot here, but this is one of those lessons that the Lord allowed me to bring all this together. But I, it may take a very different turn. Um, he may cut all of this out. I may end up talking for five minutes and just saying something very simply um, that the Lord has revealed to me this week, and that may be it. But. We've got enough here, so we'll just this is just a mystery box. We'll just see what we get as the Lord leads uh, this morning. So, anyways, what the Lord has had on my heart all weekend—it's something important for you to know, uh, as a as my congregation is, as, as the congregation that the Lord has uh, called me and allowed me to be a part of leading. Um, the Lord speaks to me through songs. I don't just. I don't wake up or just drive down the road and get a a worship song just stuck in my head. And it's not just some random thing that happens. When I get a song stuck in my head, particularly a worship song, it is always something the Lord is speaking to me. It is always something that the Lord has to reveal and that He is desiring to reveal to me. And so the song that I've had... In my heart this week, it's it's not been the full song, it's just been the line of this song. This is a very familiar song that all of you know. Now unfortunately uh, for you, we don't have a pastor that is gifted in singing like we have had. Uh, If there's a song that the Lord has put on my heart that we're supposed to sing, I'll just call Randy up from now on and I'll just let him lead it. Because he can sing, I have not been given that gift, and so I'm going to spare you from that this morning. I'm just going to read the lyrics. But it is, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. And the Lord has had that playing over and over and over again, accompanied with this word that we are in the final push. We are in the final push. And so I've been filtering that we're in the final push, through this song of Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. What is the Lord saying right there specifically? Well, let's talk about last week. We recognized and the Lord spoke that He is preparing us for revival. And then that word comes up again. Prepare. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. And how does that tie into the preparation for revival? How does that accompany that work that He's doing? That we know that He's doing? That we would be children born of promise? How does this... This phrasing, this, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, what is he saying that accompanies all that he's been doing and all that he's been saying? Well, there's three words that stand out. I've got a lot of scripture here. Um, I, I didn't even try to mark my Bible, there's just too much, so I'm going to be jumping around. It'll all be on your screen, so you'll be able to write it down and look at it uh, in your own word if you're not able to uh, keep up, you probably will be because I'm terrible at finding this stuff with these tiny pages. Um, But the first word that stood out was the obvious one that we've already addressed, was prepare. The first word was prepare, and the Lord brought me back to being prepared for revival. So I want to look at a few scriptures, uh, four scriptures particularly, real quick. Proverbs 24, verse 27, prepare your work. Outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. Okay, and then in Romans 13, verse 11. There it is. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us than than when we first believed. And then just flipping a page over, Romans 12, 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Prepare. The Lord is preparing. And now I'm just addressing these words real quick, because there's three words, like I said, that have stood out. And the third one was revealed way later in the week. It was revealed Thursday night, and so we'll address that in a second. So I just want to briefly go over these first two words so that we can address the third one, because that's where it all ties in. That second word is sanctuary, where the presence of God dwells. Let me read these scriptures first before I get into talking about them. It's going to be in John 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to the remembrance and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? The Lord has had, in particular this week, and it's been several weeks, but when He said, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, when He said, this is is what I want your hearts to reflect, this is where I want you to find yourselves, is in this place where you would be prepared to be a sanctuary. Obviously, I'm thinking about what is a sanctuary? What is this place? And I'm thankful for this place because we have a more accurate representation of what a sanctuary is in the heart of God, than most places. But you are a sanctuary. What is that? A sanctuary is a place where the Spirit of God dwells. That's it. You are a sanctuary. You are a place where the Spirit of God freely and holy inhabits and consumes and overflows out of. You are that. And what the Lord has been speaking for weeks is that he, what he's building, this church that he is restructuring, that it would reflect what he's always desired in his heart for church to reflect, for the body of Christ to reflect, for our time together in this house, what it would reflect. It's always meant to be this place where the Spirit is fully inhabited, but it's supposed to be this place where we... It's like a highway. There are many cars on it, and there are points where the cars intersect, right? Where they they, they merge together and they're traveling in the same path, on on the same road, before they go the directions that they need to go. Right? That's That's what the Lord is seeking to do. That we would live every single day of our lives completely and wholly consumed by the Spirit of God. That no matter where we go, no matter what we do, no matter what our daily life looks like, one truth would remain is that we are consumed and we are led by the Spirit. Again, Galatians 5.25, if we live by the Spirit, we will be in step. Let us be in step with the Spirit of God. So if we say that we live by the Spirit, what God is desiring is that His people in our individual stories throughout the week would be in step with the Spirit of God. That He would be moving. He would be operating and working in each and every one of our stories. That when we come in here we would already know what the Lord is doing. Because we've been a part of His work and the establishment of His kingdom all week. Every one of us. Active participants. Not waiting for Sunday to become an active participant. But active participants each and every day that when we gather in here, it's this merging point where we've been stepping forward. We've been moving along this path all week long. And then now we get to do it with every one of us. In one place, we get to gather and we get to move together, continuing to move forward, but not having been still all week waiting to move forward, but moving forward and that we would come together in this house and we would continue to move forward. We would find ourselves merging with one another, going together forward. You know, if you have family, you know, as I know my family understands this well, but, and all of you do too, I'm sure when, when your kids grow up, when everybody grows up, the cousins and all that stuff, everybody grows up and has their own lives, it's really hard to get everybody in one place. But life is still continuing on. Life is still moving forward. The Lord is still leading. But it's this, it's this treasured time where we get to be together in one place. But that's not the only time that the Lord is moving The Lord is moving all week that when we come into this place, we would be continuing to move forward. That when we come into this place, we would come with active and ready anticipation and expectation of what the Lord is doing. That we would be united in the Spirit of God before we enter into this place. That we would know how the Lord is moving before we enter this place. I know that many of you know this. When the Lord would bring a word through anybody up here. But the Lord would bring a word and you knew. Man, that's for me. I knew the Lord was speaking. Or some of you, I used the kids, my youth kids, would when they would hear Randy preach oftentimes they would, it just became a joke because now this is nothing I did or nothing Randy did. This is just us pursuing the Spirit of God and being unified in the Spirit because that's what the Spirit of God does. But Randy would either bring a word that I had just taught about Wednesday night or he would bring a word and that Lord, the Lord had already written that word on my heart for the next Wednesday. It happened all the time. All the time. It was never the exact same thing, but the, the Lord would speak one truth and then He would deliver it in a different way. He would emphasize a different point in each of our ministries, but this, the Word, the revelation, the truth was the same. Now imagine every single one of us doing that when we gather together, knowing exactly what the Lord is speaking, knowing exactly how the kingdom of heaven is being established this particular day because we've been a part of establishing it all week. And that when we gather in here, we would come with expectation. That's what the Lord is doing. But in order to do that, you've got to be a sanctuary throughout the week. You have to live by the Spirit and therefore be in step with the Spirit of God each and every day. And so this is, this is my prayer. It's been my prayer this week. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. And guess what? You've been prepared. You have been washed clean. You have been made ready to receive the fullness of all that God has for you. He's poured it all out. Now receive it and live in it. This is exciting stuff. And now this is the third word. And this is exciting for me. I need you to know, and I know you know this, but I I just have to tell you that you have an amazing staff here at this church. Phenomenal staff. The Lord has anointed and built such a team for leading this body. Oh man, it's just so beautiful. It is so amazing to watch the unity in the Spirit of God The way the Lord is speaking to our hearts and highlighting each step through each one of us and that we get to lead together hand in hand over this body. It has just been fascinating. And it is so fun to listen to them pursue the Lord and hear what they discover. It is so much fun to listen to these people anointed to lead this church to hear them Speaking of what God has revealed to them through the week for this body, it is so exciting. It is so encouraging. And one of these moments, several of these moments happened Thursday. We've been having little Thursday meetings over Google Hangouts, um, like we do the Sunday school, just having a time for us as a staff to pursue the Lord together, to hear what the Lord is speaking uh, over this body and over our individual lives. And one of the things that Jay mentioned, you know we got, and we'll talk about this next week. But uh, um, Jay has seen that uh, the Pentecostal Sunday it, it's next next Sunday. It's going to be a significant one, and he doesn't know exactly how, but. And the Lord immediately quickened it in me, in all of us, as he was sharing this, what the Lord had revealed to Jay, that he has something very specific for us next Sunday. We don't know what that is yet. I've, I'm hoping I've got a little bit of an idea. Um, I think I do, but anyways. It times up with the wheat harvest. It just times up with it this, this weekend. This next weekend. You know what harvest means. When we look at harvest. It goes hand in hand with this word. Revival. Now we love that word. We love that word. Revival. It's an exciting word. But I don't think we fully can grasp. The significance of that word. And what the Lord intends to do. During this time. Harvest Equals revival, and that third word is harvest. The Lord just highlighted that to me for this week that He is preparing us for the harvest. I want you to turn to Ezekiel thirty-seven, one through fourteen. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and He brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, and He set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he laid me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface and surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, "Son of man, can these bones live?" And I answered, "O Lord, you know." And then he said to me, "Prophesy over these bones, and say to them, "O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. To these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, And flesh had come upon them, and the skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise, raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring You into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves. O my people, I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken. I will do it, declares the Lord. It's time for the dry bones to live again, church. Now, I was reading this. The Lord brought me to this. And we hear that word prophesy over and over. And he's, he was just speaking to me that this is prophecy for right now. For what he's doing right now. This, is, this prophecy is still true. He's still speaking it. He's still doing it. It's time for the dry bones to live again, church. He had to bring us to the valley So that we could prophesy over the bones. He had to bring us to this place, to this valley, where we could encounter God. We could find Him in a deeper place. And then we could begin to do the work that He has designed us and orchestrated us to do all along. That we would speak over the dry bones. That they would become flesh again. They would be filled with the Spirit of God, with the breath of God. And they would be led in all things by the Spirit of God. But He had to bring us to them first. He had to bring us down there first. He had to do some correcting in us first. We're in the final push. John 4, verse 35. Do you not say, There are yet four months, then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. It's on the Lord's timing. It's when the Lord wants to do it. And we couldn't have imagined, we couldn't have orchestrated this. The the Lord didn't orchestrate all this stuff that's kept us apart or anything like that. But what He has done is He has so used it to fine tune us and bring us into this place that we could do what He's called us to do. That we could be who He's called us to be and we could walk with the Spirit and step with the Spirit that the Spirit of God could come and do what He said He wants to do through us. He had to bring us to the valley prophesy over the bones. And it's time for the dry bones to rise up. It's time for them to have flesh and breath again. We are in the final push. And so what that means is that you have got to let him finish his work in you. You can't be dry bones calling for dry bones to live. You have got to in this time let him complete What he's been doing in you. And you know what that is. You know it. It's different for all of us. And I'm talking to myself here. It's felt like every day this week. And I'm so, so grateful for my wife. So grateful for my wife because she sees me and she knows me, but she sees me only, only. She does not falter from this, she does not waver. She only sees me through the heart of the Father. Oh my gosh, it's so wonderful. It's so nice. Because when she sees me beating myself down, she sees me taking ownership and getting stressed about things that are not mine to own. When she sees me getting weighed down, when she sees me taking on that which is not who God has created me to be, she speaks to it. Immediately. And perfect love and mercy and grace. She speaks to it. And then boom, it's like, that stuff just gets cut off. And so I'm telling you, I know what this feels like to let the Lord finish what he's established in you. Because I've talked to Randy about this. The Lord is doing things with great urgency. He's he's hitting, if there's a hundred steps, he's hitting one through 50 at once. In, in, in minutes, he's getting it done. So we're talking about long lessons. Every lesson, a, a lesson every day. The, a hard lesson, not a hard lesson, but a powerful lesson. A very, very life-shifting lesson every day this week for me. As the Lord is preparing this, I'm telling you, these words that I bring, the Lord does them in me first and is doing them in me now. And I bring them to you. Coming alongside you saying, this is what the Lord is doing for us. This is what the Lord is doing, desiring to do in us, together. Not in you, absent me, in us. We are in the final push and we have to stay checked in. We have to remain in this time, engaged with the Lord, that He could finish His work in us. Despite your circumstance, despite anything that's going on, stay Plugged in. Stay fixated on Jesus. Peter walked on water in spite of the wind and the waves because he was focused on Jesus. Only when he began to focus on that which was around him and lose sight of Jesus, he became unchecked. He checked out and he began to sink. Don't check out. Stay fixated on Jesus. I encourage you, please, stay fixated on Jesus. Stay fixated on God and what He wants to do in you that we could arrive together to this level of glory, to this place of glory where we get to be together again. Where we get to arrive together in this new place, in this new body, in this new house with the Lord. Don't forget Galatians five twenty five: If we live by the Spirit, let us be in step with the Spirit. And this is one my wife sent me this week. So powerful. It's Luke 12, 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. Receive that. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's. It is our Father's good pleasure. It is our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Stay engaged. Lord wants to give you the kingdom of heaven. He has given you the kingdom of heaven. Stay engaged in it. Because there are dry bones that are depending on you to speak truth over them. To speak the breath of God into them. It's time for the dry bones to rise up. The harvest is now. The Lord is preparing us. We are in the final push of Preparation. And what he's saying now is be prepared. Be ready. Be actively right now. A sanctuary. A place where the Spirit of God dwells, consumes, and overflows out of. Be that sanctuary now. Let the Lord finish His work in you. Stay engaged so that we may arrive together. Like I said, this word is short, but I don't ever want to speak any more than what the Lord has given me to say, so I'm going to stop right there. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14, recognize and receive that. The Lord is doing that. He's bringing us to a time of of great fruit. He's He's bringing us to a time of great life, of rebirth. You know, when Jay talked about this harvest the lord is doing on uh, what what he's preparing us for what i saw and i'm still trying to understand fully what i saw but it was like the upper room in acts 2:2 happened again now the spirit has poured himself out and he has made himself available but it was like there is a fresh outpouring of the spirit of god that would appear as tongues of fire And that those that at first just didn't get it were all of a sudden prophesying in the streets because the Spirit of God was giving them utterance. And they were walking led by the Spirit. The Lord just showed me that that's what He's doing in this time of harvest and revival. So I'm excited. But it is so crucial that we stay engaged. Do you really want to come back to this place Do you want that to be our testimony that we came back? Uh -uh. And understand what I mean by that. Do you want to be the same that you were when you left? I don't. I want to be deeper into the heart of God. I want to operate fully in the Spirit of God. I want to be on a different level of glory. Stay engaged that we could continue to ascend from glory to glory to glory with the Lord. And that when we arrive in this house together at this new level of glory, that it would be a brand new church. That it would be a church totally constructed in the heart of God and completely and totally reflecting the heart of God. Be encouraged this week. We are in the final push I promise you we're in the final push. The Lord is doing great things, and the Lord is moving mightily, and we will not. I'm telling you right now, we will not be apart for much longer. I'm telling you, I know that with 100 percent certainty. It doesn't matter. The Lord has made that very clear. It does not matter what goes on outside there. The Lord has made it very clear that we will not be apart for much longer. And that's exciting. So stay engaged in this time. Stay engaged in this time where the Lord can work on you. And He has quick and easy access to you. And just let it be your prayer this week. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy, tried and true with thanksgiving that we would be a living sanctuary. I love you. I pray that you're encouraged this week. And I can't wait to see you. Shalom. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.